lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that got slapped so hard it knocked the taste out of one of us. And my name is Larry Wu. That's right, Curtis called in sick today. We wish him a quick recovery. So here's a rerun from March of 2021. In this episode, we explored the new social media platform Clubhouse, our first time trying to figure out what an NFT is, and a review of 1995's Mortal Kombat. Hope you enjoy it. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber. My name is Larry Wu, and after a year of doing this, we're both Curtis and I are still upset about the whole toilet paper hoarding thing. That's right, Larry. That was uh, some of the most unnecessary hoarding that I've seen in my time. And now, uh, you know, I've, I've I lived through the as we both did lived through the, the uh, Cabbage Patch Crisis. So exactly. So perhaps Curtis, folks in the world had Tenismus. Tenismus. Yes. Oh, I think I know what that is. I think I think I think that is when you have such bad gut rot that when you evacuate it comes out as uh it comes out as as a as a uh gas rather than a solid or a liquid. <laughs> I, you're, that's you're you're close. You're close. I'm not even. I, I'm not even going to dare. You know, continue on the the poop humor that we can go go with this uh, joke here. But Tamisis is like a condition happens in I guess both ways where you have this feeling of incompleteness when you're either emptying your your bladder or when during defecation. So basically, you have this inability to think that you're finished so you just kind of sit there and you just try to keep doing it i that's the only i was thinking that was the only reason why um, people are hoarding toilet paper i think it just seemed like such a weird thing like why why would you go into a uh, grocery store and see like the shelves stocked with like you know, beans like usually when you think about about like an apocalypse, you, like you you stock up on canned goods, things that can be easily preserved, things that are easily cooked. But all that stuff was still readily available. But toilet paper was at a premium. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. Uh, I I didn't get it because we we're all stuck at home as well. So let's let's face it, folks. Like if I ran out of toilet paper, I have a perfectly good shower that's right next to me. We got uh, something, and uh, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this, but we got something <laughs> called a tushy, which is... Like, it's not just a, an attached bidet, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's great. <laughs> it's great. You could, if you get, you could spend like, I think it costs us like 75 bucks on a tushy, and then you don't have to worry about a toilet paper shortage. Like, you know, these guys are just not thinking ahead. They're no, not no. thinking outside it, the it, box enough. And, and and you know who else wasn't thinking? And we're revisiting the NFT just very briefly because <laughs> I, I still don't know what. So, uh, Curtis, I I went and found the uh, what's supposed to be the largest NFT marketplace on the internet. So, if folks want to check it out, it's OpenSea, O P E N S E A, 
OpenSea.io. So OpenSea is a NFT marketplace and we don't want to go too much further into it because Curtis, you and I looked at it for about 10 minutes before the show and what did we conclude? It's mostly crap. And expensive crap. Very expensive. Well, I really, I, I have to admit my ignorance. I didn't know what the ex- the sort of US dollar to Bitcoin exchange rate was. And when you told me what it was, and then I, you, I saw the prices of, of, the, of uh, this, uh, uh, using air quotes, art. Yeah, I was blown away by, by how much, you know, that you think somebody would be able to, to pay for like some, like a bad 8-bit rendering of a cat wearing a penguin hat. Well, uh, so, so here's an example of one. Um, Crypto Dog. Crypto Dog number 597. Thank you, wrapped Crypto Dog owner. It is a 8-bit pixelized, I guess, three-quarter view of a dog wearing a baseball hat that's aiming to the side and smoking a pipe. And there's animated 8-bit smoke coming out from the pipe. That will cost you 1.099 Bitcoin. That's... 1850 us yeah that's ridiculous so that's a crypto dog curtis so you're not you're not gonna throw a bit at it i'm not i'm not um and i'm not gonna throw one at this either there's only 41 minutes left if you are interested in it it's in the collectibles section and uh it's called cryptiriers unrevealed cryptirier and what it essentially looks like is a very crudely ms paint Room, like drawn room and it's uh, purple and then what appears to be a, a a pressing iron without a without an electrical cord and then a white question mark i i i take it even further back uh what was that uh commodore vic 20 commodore 64 print program oh, the, the print shop that's right and and then it would do it on uh yeah, using your dot matrix printer and you could print banners that would you know span many many pages oh man i love that the print shop you'd have to color it in yourself but like yeah 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 but it, it just shows that this nft stuff like it's just i i don't even i don't i don't know what i do with it i don't know what i even look for it i i think there's just some lack of vision or even lack of vision from the uh the creators or even whoever's adopting it really Right. Yeah, I think I think like if you're a uh, bleeding edge, there's really not that much there for you right now. Who knows? Maybe in ten years, like that's all we're doing is buying stuff this way. But as of <laughs> as of right now, there's really little on offer. Yeah. So talking about um, lack of vision here, we talk about Star Wars all the time, and the motif of lack of vision came up, and I rewatched. Um, A New Hope so for those um, it's the first Star Wars movie Uh, and I noticed something that I never noticed before and I thought I don't think maybe Lucas put this in intentionally and I thought no this is just too smart for him to do (laughs) so there is is this motif of Luke having technology giving him lack of vision until the end of the movie where he decides to turn off his computer and he bullseyes the Death Star, right? We all know that's the, that's the ending. But throughout the movie, and the first instance was 
uh, him with the droids, them looking at the Tuscan Raiders camp. It wasn't a camp, an encampment. They just saw some banthas, right? So he's looking through the binoculars and he doesn't see the guy that's right in front of him until he gets struck and down. So that's example number one of Luke using technology, giving him lack of vision. The second one was on the Millennium Falcon and he's training with Obi-Wan uh, and he's got the helmet on, right? And he actually says, I cannot see with this thing on. So I thought, okay, well, that's kind of that's kind of neat. Again, maybe a coincidence. And then the other example is when he is in the Stormtrooper um, armor on the Death Star and he turns to Han and goes, I can't see a thing in this. Yeah, yeah. I just found it fascinating because I went, geez, I've never noticed this, but I, maybe I never looked at Star Wars that deep, but I thought that was kind of cool. I highly doubt Lucas put it in intentionally, but or maybe he did. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he did, because I think like he was trying to make those kind of statements when he when he first made Star Wars. And then it sort of morphed into like what it eventually became. But like, I think, you know, he he had that whole the whole uh I guess it was originally going to be Wookiees and it ended up being Ewoks, but sort of like the more primitive, um, you know, the more the more the more primitive sort of uh, warriors taking out the big the big sort of gigantic mm-hmm. uh, technological monstrosities and stuff like that, which I guess was his allegory for Vietnam and stuff like that. So I think he was interested in stuff like that. I don't know if he, I don't know if if it's just a coincidence, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was a theme that he was. That he was going for, um, I think just his later body of work just makes it hard to believe that he, <laughs> he had that coherent a thought. But so I know where you're coming from for sure. Yeah, and 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 maybe uh, maybe we'll we'll talk about that later body of work, which we we try to avoid because it just puts a tear to my eye. But but in any case, let's uh, let's move on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich here in. In Canada and in, in, in Toronto, you know, we're trying to vaccinate as many people as possible. In the States, it's a, the situation's a little different because they've been manufacturing their own vaccines. They're actually in a position where they're just looking for people to get the vaccination. I, I had a chat with someone who lives in Ohio, and they are at the point where they're almost throwing away vaccines because they can't. They, like there's just no one signing up. Either people have done it already, or whatever the case may be. Um, there's North Carolina apparently has also been dropping the requirement because again they're not busy. So you'll love this one, Curtis. In North Carolina, you can get a, a vaccine shot. Um, I forgot what the age was. Let's just say 18 or 16. I think right now, right. If you're 16 or over and you've smoked more than 100 cigarettes within your lifetime, you can get a vaccine <laughs> shot. How do they how could they check that? <laughs> I don't know. And then there's a BMI index. If your BMI index is uh, I, I, I don't know the, the ratio, but it doesn't seem like much. You can get a vaccine shot. Like they're they're basically just saying, hey, anyone, it's a free-for-all. They're, they're at that point where it is a free-for-all. But here's some incentives for you, Curtis. And this will probably be more towards our American friends, but I can't wait till it shows up here. 
Krispy Kreme is giving away free donuts to those vaccinated against COVID-19. This is this is uh, what's sort of a bit disappointing about this whole thing is that there couldn't be a more coordinated rollout between countries. Like it's just to me, it's just sad that in the U.S. they have to give away donuts for people to get vaccinated. <laughs> and here I would bake somebody donuts for like two straight weeks to be able to get my my vaccination like I just think that there should have been a better coordination between countries. I realized Trump was, I guess, around when these distribution deals were being made or whatever. But, you know, don't you think, Larry, like that, you know, it's funny people <laughs> needing to be incentivized to get to get the vaccine when there's so many people here who, who want it yesterday. No, no, de- definitely. That's that's why I brought this up because of just the difference that we have between our two countries right now. And you're right. Why would there even be a th- why would why is this even a thing? Like, why, why is Krispy Kreme offering donuts if you show your receipt? Now, there's a, a sure it's a little great marketing thing, I guess, for one thing. Or maybe you're trading COVID-19 for type 2 diabetes. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a trade off. But uh, yeah, so um, beginning today, any vaccinated person can go to Krispy Kreme, show the staff their vaccination card and receive one free original glazed donut. I would do a lot of things for Krispy Kreme donut, and uh, <laughs> that includes getting vaccinated. I would definitely do that. Um, American friends do it. Just take them up on it. Yep, exactly. So uh, I, I noticed that with our headlines, we always kind of make fun of Americans. So I, I found one actually more local to home. Ontario police stop motorcycle with hand painted license plate. <laughs> Now, Curtis, did you, you you're looking at this license plate, right? It is the crudest. It it looks horrible. It looks like like a seven year old did it. <laughs> and then, of course, the genius writes "live free" but spells "free" wrong, or die. Dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah, live. <laughs> live f r e f r e live fray live fray or die. Oh, oh, actually, it's I was gonna say. Live iron, but no, iron is F E R, right? Uh, I think I think it is. On come on, Curtis, don't you know your uh, periodic, periodic table? table? Yeah, well, fa- yeah, Ferris, right? Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, that's <laughs> and uh, okay. So, good. Police in Ontario said an officer pulled over a motorcyclist whose license plate was clearly homemade and misspelled. Oh boy. I like the tweet. It says, we apparently have some burgeoning artists. I guess this is from the cops. Uh, we apparently have some burgeoning artists in hashtag YGK. I didn't even know Kingston had an airport. Part of the, the Air Force Base? Or, oh, sorry, the military base? Was it? Maybe. It? I've just yeah. never heard. Like, usually when, when you see those, like, three-letter, you know, people are being cool, referring to their city by the three letters. It's usually, it's usually a pretty big city. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of a, a Kingston level city, like like you know, getting into that, uh, getting into the hashtag YGK. Like, well, like you know, Brampton have hashtag YBR ever. It should. 
Maybe, but Brampton is a little too close to the airport, but I can see Kingston, you know, if you want to go see uh, John A's house, go for a little tour there, which by the way, I have been and it's a, it's a pretty fun tour. I don't know if he actually, no, I think actually like, he did, he did actually live there and it's, it's all right. It's, it's, it's just an old, old Victorian home along the beautiful part of Kingston. Um, but it's hilarious, inter- it's hilarious thinking that you'd get away, get away with that. Um, I, I don't get it. You're right. Like you're, you're, you're leave you're, 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 you're putting the finishing touches on this homemade license plate, which you didn't even bother breaking out a ruler to get the line straight or anything. And you're spelling it wrong. And then you're like, oh, chef's kiss. I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick this to the man and fool everyone. Yeah, like just do like a little bit of research and find out what your province's motto is. Live free or die. I do like the fact though that he also put like the little um that little red red uh, so it's like the permit he put he tried to make his own little permit. At That's the top. right. He is it say is it in December? His birthday is in December. <laughs> oh. Let's 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 just drop that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right um here's here's something that, that that kind of goes along with our movie watching and actually it, it goes along these two stories kind of go somewhat high, side by side um sometimes we we instead of a newspaper article we hey here here's a here's a fun job you can sign up for so this is a kind of a combo of the both the headline is website offers a thousand dollars to binge watch all 24 james bond films so there is a link to a application form. You have till April 16th, Curtis, uh, <laughs> to fill out this form and explain why they are the right James Bond fan for the job. So Culture website is offering $1,000 for a James Bond fan to watch all 24 films uh, to, uh, I guess it's like a promotion stunt for No Time to Die. Are they... Are, are they chaperoned while they're doing this? I wonder. Um, I ha- I have a funny feeling. Unlike our other story, you have it's this is a marathon. I don't think this is like done over a period, a small, you know, like like a period of two weeks or something. I was just wondering if you could like I don't know catch some sleep during a, a view to a kill. Oh, you totally get some sleep during the '80s era, like <laughs> the Roger Moore movies. I don't know if they can check. See no, no, I, 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 that, that's 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 that's, that's a bit harsh, Curtis. Like I, I would say, go see. Definitely stay awake for Moonraker. Maybe live and let die. Moonraker has its moments. Um, and then yeah, fall asleep. Maybe wake up near the tail end of Tim- the Timothy Dalton. Is it Timothy Dalton? Timothy Dalton, yeah. Yeah, maybe watch uh, the Living Daylights and uh, Hard to Kill. Was he hard to kill as well? I have no idea. And then, <laughs> then you had the Pierce Brosnan era, which has Goldeneye. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is, was Goldeneye the movie good? The the, the video yeah. game was amazing, but I don't know if it was the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was as good as the video game, but it was pretty good. <laughs> it had Sean Bean, I think. Okay. Who, who are, are, surprisingly enough, his character died in the film. Are are, are you a big James Bond fan? Uh, I would say that I'm sort of low to mid-tier James Bond fan. I think I've seen most of them. I'm not obsessive about it. Some some of them I really like, uh, and then uh, and then some of them I don't. 
really care for. But uh, yeah, I love you know. I I don't think that I'm the target market for this this promotion because I just said that I'd sleep through the Roger Moore era. Well, well, let's 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 see here, Curtis. Let's see if we can entice you to apply for this job. The chosen candidate will receive a thousand dollars, a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Oh no, hold on! You're you're not going to a theater. Okay, here we go. Here's here's the see. This is why you read past the headlines, boys and girls. The chosen candidate will receive a thousand dollars. So that's your payment. A hundred dollar Amazon gift card to rent the movies and a $50 AMC gift card to go see the latest when it gets released. So like, it's a pretty good deal because like the move, the movies don't at this point yet cost $50 to go see. So you'll also be able to get some sweet snacks with that. And it sounds like if you're walking, watching them at home that they can't check to see if you're paying attention. Well, you, you, you just have like this. I it, it sounds like the, you have this Excel sheet and you're just kind of like checking them off. Yeah. So you could put them on and then you could go and uh, play Fortnite or whatever and then come back and say, yeah, I saw. Oh, them. yeah. Maybe maybe have them running while you're sleeping. Sure. All yeah. right. First name, last name, date of birth, your email. OK, what is your favorite James Bond movie? I'm filling this in for you, Curtis. So well, now I'll hit submit. <laughs> What's your favorite James Bond movie, Curtis? um thunderball and do you remember that's that's number four that's number four right number the fourth the fourth uh james Bond. yeah i think that's the one that they re did they is that the one they remade as never say never again and that was not really officially part of the james bond canon i cannot remember uh what makes you a james bond super fan um the, now, don't make anything up because it, this, you, you are applying this for, for real here. <laughs> the bit, what makes me a James Bond super fan? Uh, I can, I, 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 I don't know. That's an excellent question. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me put your answers for you. You, 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 you have a photo of Sean Connery signed by Roger Moore. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Okay, and here's another one. Why should like, uh, why why is the like this is this is not why is this even a question? Why should we choose you for this job? Um, because if you don't, I'll be very upset. <laughs> you won't Revenge. regret it. We won't regret it. My mom says I'm cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, but if anyone's interested, you can watch them. Now, will a $100 gift card actually be enough to rent all? I guess it would be, right? To rent them all? I guess, all? Yeah, I think if you're just renting them, it would. Um, no. Yeah, I think, I think, because you, yeah, you can rent those on Prime for like, you know what, like f- five bucks each or less. Okay. Oh, well. It's up for grabs for anyone out there. Um, all right, so continuing our our our, our uh, trend of looking at funny and absurd Guinness World Records headlines, uh, we thought we'd tie this one in with um, our uh, our analysis of the Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up in this episode. Marvel fan watches Avengers Endgame 191 times, breaking the Guinness World Record. 
That's right. Yeah. So the Guinness record uh, for watching the same the same film in a theatrical setting. Um, so this guy <laughs> managed to get to the theater 191 times to watch Endgame, which is just over three hours. So we worked it out that he would have he would have uh, in total he would have spent uh, I guess what three and a half weeks. Yeah, and 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 twenty and twenty five hundred dollars and twenty five hundred dollars watching Endgame. Well, uh, so this guy is he's uh, what I liked about this Larry is this guy is uh, is a phys- he's a he's a uh, a a, uh, a trainer, um, and uh, he he uh, decided that um, you know what does a guy what does a guy whose body is a temple do. Watch the same theatrical film 191 times, and uh, and you know he really um, he really had to make some sacrifices, Larry. Uh, yeah. He really he really did in the um, in the uh, <laughs> in, in one of the quotes he says uh, the most difficult part about this attempt was giving up my social life with my family, the gym. Keep in mind this guy's a trainer again. The gym, I lost 16 pounds of muscle in parentheses. And managing my work hours and screen times at the theaters. However, he was motivated by the support he got from his family, friends, managers, and staff from the theaters he visited. So, like, they were, you know, they were they were telling him, "Don't, don't give up. Don't, don't go to the gym and put on some of that muscle. Don't see your clients. You can do this." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't see your clients or have an income. Just yeah, <laughs> go and watch this movie. It's it's like him going to war, Curtis. It's yeah. Like, and break you know, this record that nobody cares about. That's right. Um, I, I I looked up who held the record previously. So I, I there, there's a trend here because um, the guy who held the 190 saw uh, Avengers Infinity War. Um, Are you serious? It's only that <laughs> only that old. I thought it was going to be somebody who saw like Gone with the Wind or something like that. Like back when you really had to work to go see a movie, you know, like it was a real treat. Somebody saw Infinity War. That's <laughs> disappointing. Oh yeah. So um, this this guy this guy's totally uh, uh, yeah he's he's. He's a he's a piece of work. Let me let me put it this way. But he but on his tweet, you 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 mentioned when he when he hit the record. Um, this is how much self sacrifice the guy has. He actually tweeted, "I'm officially amazing." That's right. That's right. Three exclamation points. Yeah, officially, he's officially amazing for spending all his time watching in um, Endgame. And yeah, I like Endgame, but I think I've seen it three times. So here's a bit more of this guy's resume, Curtis, that will make you laugh. Um, So uh, Romero got his initial idea upon seeing the YouTuber and former world record holder um, achieve the title for most cinematically, so for Avengers Infinity War. Having also participated in a record attempt in 2010 for the largest human image of a heart. (laughs) Great. This is what's funny about this guy. And I know we were talking about this before is he talks about he says a couple of times how how one of his passions is is like helping other people and putting and putting other people first and stuff, stuff like that. But when you're trying to break these these ludicrous records, 
and you're spending that much money and that much time going to a movie theater to see to see a Marvel movie. That is like the quintessentially selfish act. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we have to we have to point out that he, he it's not like he did this for charity as well. It's not like, you know, sometimes people do these stunts. Right. And then it, they just happen to break the Guinness World Record um, while doing something for charity. I don't know, like. Yeah, you know, eating many hot dogs during the national anthem or so or whatever, and they'll they'll say, "Oh, I'm raising money for children's hospitals." But yeah, this guy is not doing any of. He might be buying more cosplay costumes because I found another article with him, and he's got basically you know every Marvel costume you can think of. Yeah, so he's probably a nice guy, but like I don't I don't think that he should have as high opinion of himself. And his like, uh, and his and his largesse, and his and his uh, concern for fellow humans, as he does, if he's willing to spend all that time that he could be doing all kinds of other constructive and helpful things, watching Endgame. And yeah, so let's let's get off this guy because I, we want to also um, give one shout out to this other Guinness Book World Record that someone hit uh, just in time for Easter. Um, assisted living home so there you go right away you know it's something more more uh uh generous here assisted living home creates 17.7 foot tower of matzah it is it it it's uh yeah it's it was a assistant living facility in israel um yeah matzah and chocolate spread and it looks it looks impressive it really does and uh, yeah, so it weighed 22 pounds, stood 17 feet, 950 sheets of matzah. And uh, then the matzah tower was examined by a Guinness adjudicator before being turned into chocolate balls and distributed. So, you know, it, it happy made, ending for everybody. Yeah, made a made made a made a uh, nice Passover treat. You know, yep. this is it's a, it's a, it's a world record that, you know, others can participate in and enjoy that's I'm right looking at i'm looking at you alanis <laughs> <laughs> so and, and funny thing is he picked he picked what one of the longest movies in history right it's like it just it tips the scales at almost just over three hours just, I think we yeah like it's yeah just over three hours i don't know if that includes like the credits and stuff but like yeah still like that you know it would have been more impressive if maybe he watched yentl for 191 times or something i'm up for it why not let's 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 set you up to break that record it's just stuff like that and that now it's now it's even gonna be tougher now now that grogu is with luke mm-hmm. yeah how do you how do you fit him in to force awakens yeah, <laughs> how do you explain? How do you explain that? Or do you just say, "Oh yeah, uh, Ben kills Grogu"? Yeah, end of story. Yeah, or he just, <laughs> or Grogu just says, "I want nothing to do with this." <laughs> well, uh, that, that that could be a possibility in season three, right? Like uh, that. That's that. That was the one. One of the things when 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 Mandalorian season two ended, I was like, I I got that same feeling. It's like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Now you've got yourself into a bit of a pickle. You yeah. now have this character that's quite beloved, and you've built two seasons building him up. Is now with Luke. 
Yeah. And we know how that, well, how that plays out. So what are you going to do? <laughs> and, and, and Han clearly says, oh, he was building a new order and someone destroys it all. Mm-hmm. And he goes into exile. So he goes into exile thinking, oh, well, yeah, you know, I hid Grogu again. He's, he's doing his thing. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, thanks for the <laughs> recap of JLA. I still won't see it. <laughs> despite the despite the fact that you did give it a pretty good uh review yeah. after considering i i enjoyed it i i really did despite, okay despite its flaws and it, and it does have them well before we sign off we we have to say that um uh, the existentialist cucumber is one year old now so we recorded our very first episode on march 25th uh 2020 so curtis Happy birthday to the show. Happy birthday. To one, 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 one year. When, when we, we thought we'd only be doing two months of this and calling it a day when the pandemic was over in two months. I thought once the Simpsons uh, bracket was resolved, that you know, that would be our, that would be the, uh, the end. That would be, <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would, that would be the, the high note that we went out on, but uh, well, yeah, I guess I guess wait, we're waiting for that jump the shark moment, I guess. But in uh, any case, you can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So remember to subscribe to us. And um, we'll be back uh, next week and to talk to you a bit more. So thank you so much for listening. And sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.